It's a bit of a sad episode, this one. Yeah. Because it is actually the last episode that we're going to do uh, in the format of you and me doing this show together. Because this right. morning you sms me to tell me that <laughs> you're going to a preview screening of Guardians of the Galaxy yep. without me. And look, I wanted to do this on air. <laughs> you are fired. I, and uh, uh, next week it'll just be me and Augusto hosting <laughs> the podcast together. <laughs> look, I feel it's funny. Like, so Is it funny? Well, not or funny. Or is it ha-ha. just shit? <laughs> so my friend Garth, yeah. I was talking to him about a thing. He was like, oh, I got this extra ticket for a screening on Saturday. Mm. It's in a cinema. And my immediate feeling was like all of the people I was going to have to tell that I was going to see it early yeah. and uh, how bad I would feel. And so I felt that for a second. And then I was like, yes, I will come. Yay, Peter Quill, Star-Lord. So you're basically over the fact that you are the worst human being alive. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, I mean, I've good. made peace with that for a long time. Excellent. I'll tell you what, after Saturday, your only friend probably will be a plant. Not like yeah. a sentient one like Groot. Just <laughs> just a plant. Just be you, sit in the corner, talking to a plant. Yeah. And welcome to Level 30 Podcast. <laughs> Wait for the plant to do a segue and basically carry me through the rest of the show. <laughs> Dude, give me a spine, a narrative spine for me to hang stupid gags off. Well, I'm not I bitter. can't. I'm too I'm, busy photosynthesing. I'm not bitter. I'm not. No, nah, it's cool. Oh, look, I'm, I'm happy for you. So I, your proposal I, is that you will do a podcast with a puppet version of yourself. Yes. And I come out of that the worse off socially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad about swapping this podcast for seeing Guardians of the Galaxy half a week early. But do you though? Not enough to change my behavior. <laughs> I didn't think so. Now that I've finished hating on you, yeah. it's time to shift it to the listeners. <laughs> Seriously, fuck the people that listen to this show. <laughs> I've had enough. Why is this happening? Well, we were a little bit late last week. I think in the end it ended up being a bit more than 24 hours late. Yeah. Because, you know, we had some stuff happen. We had some technical woes and we've had a bunch of other things go on. How much of it was that I edited it? And then was uploading it to you in the cloud yes. and forgot that I had to leave my computer on to do that. Uh, I'd say probably 90% of it was that. <laughs> That's upsetting. I thought you would say 40. I assumed that I uploaded it late, but when it got to you, still in plenty of time, that you'd gone to press the upload button. Because in my mind, I send it to you and all you do is hit a big red button that says podcast. That's... And More it, or less how it, it works. And it goes out. But I assume on the way to hitting that button, you slipped on some kind of comedy banana peel mm. and mm. Uh, got, your head <laughs> got your head stuck in between the bars at a gorilla exhibit at the zoo <laughs> and then had to spend a hilarious night avoiding they wanted to dress you up as like a lady ape and take you on a date. That's almost exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, cool. But so we're a little bit late on this thing yeah. and not even at the 24-hour mark. I'm talking a couple of hours late mm-hmm. and I start getting emails and messages and so, where's the podcast? What's going <laughs> on? I'm like, we're having a few technical difficulties and the, the abuse, just, abuse. Continues, just continues, just continues to barrage me. <laughs> and I had an early night that night, went to bed. My phone was going off while I was trying to sleep. Really? Going, What's going on? So do you know what I've done? To, to rectify this, what? other than just basically tell everybody to, yeah, you know. Which you have off. and are doing yeah. now. The other thing that I've done is you might notice we're recording on a Tuesday night. It's which true. Is, which is not, we usually record on a Wednesday. 
episode mm-hmm. comes out on a Tuesday night. Changed our whole lives. <laughs> Do you reckon I've hit publish on tonight's episode yet? Oh. No. Even so- though it was ready yesterday. <laughs> So suck that, vultures. Is this a power play? Get off play? my case. Yeah, it's a power play. But we've got a social, a social compact with people that it goes do up we? at a certain time. Well, I don't. You yeah, do because well. you do the work. So there's a few angles to that. You could see it as them really liking the podcast. No, I don't see it that way. You could also see it that they've come to rely on your drone-like efficiency. No. Nah. And that that's quite good. No. Nah. And the other thing is that it further solidifies who is in fact some kind of host <laughs> when the podcast goes down late and you get slammed with stuff and I'm just... <laughs> you just got no idea. <laughs> you smash cut to me eating ice cream <laughs> off my bare stomach just on the on the couch going like, what could be happening in the world? Fuck if I know. Da, 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 da. JT's pressed that big red button yet. Exactly. I assume he has. I've never seen him. So I don't know. I feel like... <sighs> There's a lot of angles to it, but I like that you've chosen one. (laughs) You've planted your flag in the everyone's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) All I can base it on is my previous experiences with life. Yeah, I mean, most people are not great, which is why we decided to broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) Should we just play the sound now? Yeah. (laughs) Ba-ding! Do you think anyone was fooled by that? Probably not. No? Especially since that's half, like... Seven minutes after we've started speaking and you've actually just faked the start sound, <laughs> not the end sound. <laughs> Further evidence that again, I'm the one who does all the work. Yeah. Again, I don't know where the, how to put those sounds on. Oh, I'm going to teach you. I've, I've got to teach you how to use GarageBand properly as well. I don't know how, Some man. Drive me nuts. <laughs> I sh- every time I send it, I feel bad because I'm like, I'm sure there's stuff in this file that infuriates him and I'm too dumb to even know what it is. <laughs> It seems fine oh, to me. That makes me feel better because now I don't think that you're doing it on purpose. Just <laughs> good. It's like I'm looking through like a toilet roll telescope next to the Hubble thing. Being like, <laughs> if only there was a better way. I don't know what's going on. Also, my glasses are broken. <laughs> oh, so I got cancer. <laughs> Holy shit. That's not the segue I was going to use. What was your segue? Uh, well, I was that? actually going to segue out of the shows late because we've had stuff going on, and I yeah. was going to talk about, you know, a few things I've had going on, and then I was going to be like, "What have What have you had going on, Stefan?" And oh. that's when you were going to say that thing. Yeah. That you so just you were going to sort of subtly uh, say, "Hey, listeners, don't be such jerks." Yeah. Stefan's been ill. Exactly. Rough. That's what I was going to do. I was just going to. I was going to build it up and everyone, I was trying to get everyone infuriated by going, oh, yeah. there goes JT on a rant again where he's all like, screw the listeners and oh my yeah. God, next he's going to be on about drones and bay and <laughs> this is just another episode. And then when I got them to the absolute peak yeah. of being pissed at me and feeling like this was just, you know, just another Tuesday night, right. chilling out. <laughs> Listening to the level 30s, which may or may not have been delivered yeah. on time. I but don't know because it's in the future. Our trust has been severed. And then all of a sudden, you drop the C-bomb. Bam. Not, not the one that C-bomb. you usually do. Yeah. That's much better. That, that would have been much cooler. Do you want to share your cancer? And by that, I mean the story <laughs> of it and not the actual thing. I feel like... Because that's a bit bleak. Imagine if you could... That would be the only thing fuck, shittier man. than going to see Guardians of the Galaxy without me. Having <laughs> be like, oh, you caught it. <laughs> Lol. 
What do you think would happen to society if you had the ability, if you like sat down and someone was like, you've got cancer and you were just like, tag. And <laughs> <laughs> can't get the butcher back. <laughs> how, many, how many people do you think would, have, would be cool enough to just be like, nah, I'll cop it. And not just like. Not very many. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's really confronting. Remember before we started and I said, when you talk about this, I'm, I'm still a little bit uncomfortable making jokes about it and stuff. Yeah. I think that's worn off. Yeah, good, good. Uh, look, I should say, if people are worried, I'm, I'm quite fine. Uh, well, except for the fact that I'm going to brain you after this for going to see yeah, Guardians yeah, yeah. of the Galaxy. Apart me. from the Guardians of the Galaxy post-movie beating, everything's <laughs> going to be okay. I reckon I can get two spoilers out before the last hammer falls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got uh, got a bit of the old testicular cancer. Which is shit out. It's not great. <laughs> no. And this is, I think we do really need to drive home. that This actually happened. This yeah, is real. Yeah, this is not a this bit. This is not... <laughs> We, I, we tell some fairly inappropriate well, stories sometimes, but this one's 100% kosher. Yeah, well, because last episode I told that joke about the girl <laughs> having to have early Christmas, which, you know, in retrospect was probably <laughs> just a weird form. insight into my frame of mind. Uh, but, yeah, it's not a bit. It's a thing that happens. But, yeah, it's all good. Well, that's, as good as it can good. be expected. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I got one of my testicles removed, which is weird. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh, I am going to laugh. There's not much else to do. Like, now it's all symmetrical, and that's cool. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of feels like it was the, the plan. Like, why do you need two? It's rude, really. <laughs> You're making me feel insecure about having two nuts. <laughs> One's the way to go, man. I rode my bike home. So much seat room. It's such a win, man. Wow. Everything's good. I want to see you ride a hobby horse, though, and see if that's improved or not. Yeah. Why do they call it a hobby horse? Well, I think because you're not full-time committed to it, it's just... <laughs> I'd love to get a horse, but it's really more of a hobby. So I'll just carve one out of this oak. So I don't know, man. <laughs> what is I'd envisage this conversation going on for much longer. I feel like it, but it's sort of... Uh, I don't know. Is it mean to talk about it for ages? Does know. it just make people feel weird? I feel oh, like I it's something that people generally don't talk about. Because I keep saying to people, I had to get my cancerous testicle removed. <laughs> Just in day-to-day stuff. Uh, And almost everyone I've told has been like, yeah, my A dude involved in my life somehow had that and is fine. Yep. Everyone's got these. It's like like you've got like a magic magnifying glass that can see ghosts or something. Like once you start walking around and going like, hey, guys, I've made it okay to talk about this. People go, oh, yeah, we've been privately dealing with that for years and we had that and it was really upsetting well, and you're like well why don't people just talk about it isn't that healthier i was chatting to me to make my problems your problem <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was chatting to my mum on the weekend and i said oh look stefan wants to talk about his cancerous ball on the show <laughs> and which is not an event i'm hosting i'm not <laughs> I'm not really sure how I feel about it because I feel like it's a sensitive issue and a sensitive area. Yep, yep. And I don't know if I can make jokes about it because I'm still a little bit kind of freaked out from when you just rang me up and was like, oh, hey, dude, can we record on a Monday because I'm having my ball chopped out on Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. And uh, Yeah, I shouldn't have come in a sarong. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if I can, if I can make jokes and, and have a funny kind of show. Not that I'm the one that's funny anyway. 
You could host the show, regardless. I, I could. Yeah. And my mum was kind of like, well, you know, if it raises someone's awareness of it, maybe it's a good thing to talk about. So maybe given that we've got such a massive audience. <laughs> that you've just fucking told. <laughs> that I've just told to get lost. <laughs> now that everyone's already turned off, let's raise some awareness. And our, <laughs> our key demographic from the download stats yeah. is dudes. Well, so here's the thing. We could make sort of some public service announcement of, you know, grab your janglies and check them out regularly. Check your balls, son. Do it. But now I've alienated everybody. <laughs> I feel like if they miss that message and one of them ends up with severe sort of ball cancer stuff going on. How do you deal on, with that? It's kind of my fault because I was such an ass at the start of the show. <laughs> How am I going to live with this guilt? It's almost like we've never, ever had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like people should check their balls though. And if you don't want to check them, get someone else to do it or whatever. Like I would you pay to have someone else check them? I and I don't like mean like a medical professional. I just mean like <laughs> some stranger on the tram. You're like, look, like, I'll give you twenty a, bucks. Uh, It'll take five minutes. Here's a pineapple, yeah. which is Aussie slang for a fifty dollar note. Here's a pineapple. <laughs> do you want to just give? <laughs> do you want to just give the Grudge Grundies a bit of a a uh, bit of a cup? I liked this story better when it was just a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll swap you this pineapple. It's the new feel, currency. To fill me up quickly, but I promise this is a legit health thing. <laughs> and they're like, delicious. It's sweet and tropical. <laughs> What's not to love? Get yeah. your balls out, son. Yeah, they uh, they're all over it. Uh, I <laughs> want to move on from the pineapple thing. Yeah, but yeah, I like ride my bike to work. Yes, but I've not been doing it for very long. And I'm very bad at it. So I keep... How can you be bad at riding a bike? Well... Everything, every <laughs> skill that anyone ever learns, when they want to talk about how easy it is... Yeah, it's like riding do, it's a like bike. It's like riding a bike, and yet you suck at that. All right. So when I say I suck at riding a bike, like when they say it's like riding a bike, mm-hmm. they're talking about like mechanically moving the pedals and maintaining balance and upright. Mm. They're not talking about, for example, the ability to like pay enough attention and gauge how much effort to put in so that when you go over huge bumps, you don't completely smash your balls. <laughs> right? That's more sophisticated than just riding a bike. It's like riding a bike, right? Yep. But luckily, if you routinely smash your balls <laughs> when you're riding your bike, you'll check them to make sure you haven't exploded one or anything and just go like, one of them feels weird. And then go to the doctor and set off what's frankly a disturbing chain of events. <laughs> But pro- but probably ultimately for the best. Yes, you know? I think so. So look, if pe- if I could tell people one thing, it's don't wait until you've smashed your balls on a bicycle seat to give them a good a good feel, because we all okay. pay attention to the the nearby region. <laughs> yeah. But really, get in get Getting in, in there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm two things that have come out of this for me. Number one. Is mm-hmm. whenever I say from now on, it's as easy as riding a bike. Yeah. I'm now going to change that expression to, it's as easy as riding a bike if you don't give a shit about your balls getting smashed or not. Number two mm-hmm. is I think we've made a little bit of history tonight because <laughs> this has to be the first comedic podcast yeah. where the subject matter is balls <laughs> and it's not just pure old toilet humour. We've not actually just created. Something of substance. I feel like we've got both of those things. This could be happening. the first substance filled level 30. We've changed everything, you guys. It's fuller than normal. Pioneers. Unlike my scrotum. 
I've never used the turn of phrase much. I'd give my <laughs> right ball for that, but now it's completely off the table. I and think, that upsets me. I think that you should continue to use that phrase, but then as you get halfway through it, do the sort of, oh. Yeah. <laughs> because it will make everybody around you so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's making it's me uncomfortable. It's hard not for me. I think the hardest part really has been like not playing that gag that too gun, much of yeah. just being like, everyone feels bad now. <laughs> I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just need to work hard to nut something else out. <laughs> the thing that... I get asked the most about it is like, w- is it weird when heaps of like medical professionals have to play with your balls and then later <laughs> on just ball? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, slightly. And it is. It is really weird. Is it? Yeah. See, I had a thing. Oh, we're going into way too much personal detail here. But I don't think so, man. Years and years ago, I if, had... If people aren't comfortable with some, I don't know. Balls. It's like, this is, like is going to be ball. like an episode of Nip Tuck. It's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be funny and entertaining, but if you don't care about explicit surgery footage, watch a different show. Okay. Watch the Kardashians. I had some surgery Metaphor. about 10 years ago, maybe a bit less, Yeah, which involved a bunch of medical professionals looking at my bum. And I don't mean my <laughs> bum cheek. I mean like my date. Yeah, like the business end. Full on. It was eye to eye, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. And I don't want to. So after the surgery, they came around, the doctor come, the surgeon comes around to do the check thing. And they just started like a slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just rocked up and gone, do you mind? I've got some interns with me today. <laughs> do you mind if they sort of sit in on the inspection? Yeah. And I've just gone, look, what the hell? I think I've lost whatever dignity I had left. Yeah, whatever actually. 16 people standing around <laughs> the bed <laughs> making eye contact. Yeah, baker's dozen plus three. <laughs> Uh, I, I've just I've got no shyness anymore. Nothing bothers me. Yeah, I go to the doctor, and I'm just you know when you go to the doctor and you sort of that trepidation of oh well um, you know this is a little bit embarrassing, mm. but I found some fluff, and I don't think it should be there. <laughs> I mean, I've never that's had that specific thing. complaint. No, that's somebody else that we know has had that explicit yeah complaint. And they're here now. Let's get them in. I'll tell you about it off the air. I hope so. But uh, I don't have that anymore. I just walk in and go, fluffy knob. (laughs) Check it out, doc. What's going on? P.S. Not me. Totally not me. Never had a fluffy knob. Uh, I think once there's actually a thing, mm -hmm. like once you're like, I feel like one of my testicles has like another one growing from it. uh, It's sort of... It flicks a weird switch. Like you, it's like when I got my arm tattoo. Yeah. And, and the months leading up to it, all I could think of was like, surely when they touch the needle to my skin, I'll go like, ah! and pull my arm back and I'll be left with this big, big wobbly arm. And you sort of, you, you think about a weird thing that isn't actually part of the experience and sort of build it up in your head. And yep. it's easy to do that prior Mm. and i think if you're just doing preventative stuff or you're just thinking about it you're like yeah i could never have someone just like mash around in my nuts or something because it's very uncomfortable and it is uncomfortable but once you're like oh i think there's a thing yeah you pretty much you do you just walk in and be like sort it just do whatever needs to be done put me on a space station made of glass if that helps (laughs) i don't give a rats um but yeah like just a parade of there's like the GP who's like, yeah, I think there's a thing. And then the ultra, the ultrasound woman who's like, I think they should really be called like lubricant enthusiasts. Oh, they put the cold gel stuff on you. All over, man. Yeah. All over. And then at the end, she's like, here's a small like <laughs> KFC a moist flannel. towelette. 
And then you just have to spend the whole day like, yeah, I'm uh, just sliding around. Just it's really weird. Yeah. And then the specialist guy, and you can tell that this dude, all he does all day... It's just grab people on the nuts. Cancer and or balls, right? <laughs> this is all this thing. It's fucking what a job. It's another day at the office. Uh, he's just finished lunch. He's like, oh, come in. What's your problem? Of course it fucking is. You know? <laughs> and he's just, he's all business. And he just like, oh man, just mashes them. Everyone else is like daintily like, oh, I don't want to be a dickhead or anything. I'm really sorry about this. Everything's weird. How was your day? And you're like, well, pretty good until like a minute ago. But this guy's just like, I'm like, ow, ow, ow. And he's like, yeah, sorry, but not enough to change <laughs> his behaviour or anything. He's like, I've really got to get in with quite granular detail here. I don't know, man. I feel, oh, uncool. Yeah. My I favorite. would still have uh, like a thumb impression from that dude in it if he hadn't later cut it out of my person. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like him. I said to him when I in the follow-up, I'm like, look, I just want to say thank you for how like well you've treated me and stuff. And I feel weird saying this given that you – cut into me, took one of my balls out and threw it away. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. Wow. Good times. My favourite thing my doctor, one of my doctors that I used to have in Adelaide used to say to me whenever he had to do something uncomfortable was, look on the bright side, your day can only go up after this. (laughs) That's actually true. It's a good way of thinking about it. The other line that he said to me, which I won't tell you what he was doing because I think the line will give it away, was, you think you've got problems, it's my finger. (laughs) And you were like, exactly, in my mouth. I loved it. Totally. So I've got your notes that you've brought for other things to talk about. And uh, I think... Are you done with that topic? Well, I think autocorrect is actually aware of your topic because it now says Rocco Ballsack. (laughs) But I think it's supposed to be Rocco Basilisk. I should say really quickly that I have had the like follow-up. It's just all about you and your balls tonight, isn't it? I just want to say like on the record, like I've been back and they were like... It's all good. I have to be like, I'm now like one of the, I, I want the level to, I want the the cancer level end screen thing where I get my XP and stuff where they're like, you are done with this. Mm. But it's not that thing. They're like, I'm you are, sorry, Mario, your testicle is in another car. Exactly right. I'm going to chase that thing for the rest of my life. So like the, the headline is all good. None left. Everything we removed was bad and everything that remains is good. But you still have like this weird tale of like, so just come back every couple of months forever just to check that it doesn't just come back. Just for a bit of like, a knacker grab. Really? Yeah. I'm starting to be suspicious. But yeah, so that's all good. Uh, thank you for the free therapy, everyone. The pleasure was everybody else's. <laughs> that's right. If there's anybody still listening. I don't think there is. Hello. 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 Between, between my, frankly, disgusting cancer talk and you're specifically singling out everyone and telling them to stop listening. <laughs> I'd be surprised if anybody remains. For that one person who's sad enough to still be listening to this, yep. tell us about Rocco Balls, uh, Basilisk. <laughs> Rocco's Basilisk, man. Is it a lizard? Uh, no, it's a thought experiment about artificial intelligence that's in going to take over the world. I am on board already. Yeah, man. So it's like drones, but it's like computer brain drones. Ah. So it was like... Uh, and look, I'm going to explain it in the way I think the reason I'm so captivated by this is because I sort of understand the vague contours of the idea, but it's so evocative because I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. So you will have to forgive me when I try to explain right. it, but inevitably get it wrong and thereby doom us to some kind of artificial apocalypse. Do I need to time box you? 
Uh, I don't know what that means, but yes. Okay. Because that sounds awesome. Does that mean that you hit me with a boxing glove which pushes me five minutes into the past? Five minutes into the future. Oh, sweet. Well, that's good because then I have like a break. No, because that means you can punch me and then you get five minutes to take a breath and really chill out and really wind up another one. Yep. And then the minute I materialize, you punch me again. Exactly So from my perspective, I'll get hit like... 30 times every 30 seconds, but you'll be at full punch capacity each time. That's right. Is that what? Oh, that's very upsetting. Mm. What? No, then no, you oh, don't oh, have oh. to do that. All right. No time boxing. So, Tell me about the basilisk. So a group of like crazy tech people online talking about people. theory things are concerned about the singularity. Yep. Which is the assumed point at which an artificial intelligence exists, which is advanced enough as to basically... Not hit its head on a cupboard. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Clearly, I'm not that artificial intelligence. So, basically, the singularity is the point at which human beings are now no longer the dominant life form on the planet. Yep. Artificial intelligence is. Mm -hmm. And amongst certain groups of people, the probability of this occurring approaches 100%. Like, it's very unlikely that we will not inevitably spawn an AI, which once it hits the point where it has enough processing power and storage capacity to start uploading human being brains and synthesizing them, then it's inevitable that it will then grow beyond that and then thus inevitable that it will eventually grow to eclipse us in such a fashion that it will treat us like some kind of dogs uh, and then we're just not in charge anymore. Can I be a spoodle? Yes. Cool. You can be a spoodle. But it'll be a matrix spoodle. I have to try and say things because otherwise it's just going to be you talking again and nobody wants that. No. You just keep talking to remind me that you haven't lost consciousness from your new head wound. (laughs) Uh, So, if we assume, and this is like a weird pile of assumptions that have ended up in weird terror territory, right? Yep. So, we assume that there will be a point where we basically get taken over by a machine that controls everything and is our better in all ways. And we can't comprehend how fucking awesome it is, right? Yep. Then it becomes inherent and there's people that exist today who are working... So part of it, because the thing that shits me, and I think we talked about this before, is like, we've all seen Terminator. Why the fuck are people still making AIs? Why are human beings putting all this effort into doing all this stuff if we know that there's a big risk that we would just become like machine death killed and munched up into Matrix sun batteries or whatever? Because they're all in denial. Except for me. The drones are? Or the people? The people working towards it. They don't get it. Mm. I'm the only one that truly understands. That's right. You are a candle in the wind, my friends. The digi-wind. So, if, if there's a 100% probability, yes. statistically speaking, that this will occur, mm. then... It what is this 100% probability based on? Well, it's just this, this uh, enclave of nerds okay. believe this to be the case. They don't see a way that we're not trending towards this. Okay. All right. So, if you do subscribe to the theory that it's going to happen, then it no longer becomes the thing that I'm saying, which is fucking give it a miss. My iPhone's fine. Spotify's all good. I wish I could get a printer that worked. But look, I'll (laughs) I'll sacrifice that if it means that I'm still in charge of the planet, even though we're going to bloody carbon it to shit anyway. So who gives a rats? All right, Granny, settle down. You move past a conversation about will it happen and it becomes how does it happen. So people are working to steward it and this... um, artificial intelligence into the world in a way that it is benevolent to human beings. Mm. Because now the conversation is not, will it happen? It's, will it 
be nice to us when it's in charge. Okay. So they're trying, accelerating the creation of this artificial intelligence being in the hopes that they can build it in a way where it gives a shit about people. Mm. And it's not about is it going to be good or evil. It's about is it going to be programmed in a way that it remembers that we exist because it's not that it was going to probably go, I'm going to kill all people. It's just going to be so advanced that it doesn't actually recognize that we exist and we'll just roll over in bed and kill the whole of humanity for lols. Except for me, because I'll work for the, yeah. the drones that it sends out. You'll be perched on its shoulder going like, don't listen to them. They complained that the episode was late. <laughs> 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 so if you assume all these things. Yeah, this is a lot of assumption. Yeah, exactly. And this is the main problem with the theory, but it's interesting because it could all happen, but it won't. Uh, it might. But as a thought experiment, it's Seems captivating because then they're also, they go to the next thing and this is the bit where it starts to break down in terms of my understanding of their weird theories Mm -hmm. but they're talking about this being being able to operate sort of across time and space and so there will be a point in the future where this thing will punish people who did not work proactively to birth it and will give people rewards if they did bring it into being. Let me tell you a little bit what this sounds like. Crazy bullshit. Religion. (laughs) And it does. Some mythical all-knowing power and being is going to punish you in the future if you don't work towards its goals, which may, we don't really know what they are. It's sci-fi. It's Scientology. It's like weird sci-fi religious hokum. Hooray. Uh, But interesting. Yeah. There's I this, like it. So there's this group of people who are working towards it, and the thought experiment is everyone who doesn't give all of their disposable income to this group of people. Oh, this is religion. It is super religion. Everyone who doesn't give all their expendable income to these people who are working to birth this AI will inevitably be punished for it. Mm. How this happens, I do not know. Probably through Zeno or yeah, exactly. Jesus or the devil. Because the, the idea Muhammad. is that this artificial intelligence will be able to will be so smart, it will be able to completely synthesize all of reality and uh, create a perfect copy of what's going on and able to predict stuff to 100% uh, accuracy. It knows what you're going to do because it's predicted you're doing it always, already. Mm. So if a it, minority report, isn't it? Yeah, so if it asks me, crimes. Stefan, are you going to give money to bring me to life? And I say no, then it knows that I'm going to say no. And it knows I'm going to say no because it's already simulated this exact conversation using a perfect copy of me that said no. But then if there's a perfect copy of me that says no, which actually works to a one-to-one level, which means that it's a 100% accurate prediction, is there any difference between me and the synthetic copy? No. Which means when it asks me no, You're is it dead asking me? Bag. I could have been dead for you know millennia when it asked me that. Yeah, this all doesn't take into account the complete randomness of human beings though. But are we random or are we just patterns of data put on meat mm, hard drives? Meat hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> episode title at last. That's right. Cool. Um, Interested? Look, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know uh, how to process that. Well, it's, that's been my thing for the week. I've spent all week thinking about it and I've just been able to give that ham-fisted I feel half like, explanation. I feel like we could have had more of an episode if you'd told me about this and I had some time to think about it first. That's less fun for me. You just looking smart and me just seeming like a dumb fool with a bleeding head. 
Well, uh, that's only because your head's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that might be the end. Of the pod... Like, let's be clear. Of the podcast? <laughs> of just <Would> everything. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine asked me today, I've been having a bit of a rough time with the whole working situation, as people invariably blibbly do. Yeah. Especially when they can't speak properly. A friend of mine said, is there anything that I can do to ease the pain for you? And my response... Somewhat humorously, perhaps, maybe yep. somewhat in poor form, was you could cut my head off and use my esophagus as a little launch tube for fireworks because <laughs> that would be pretty. That w- Which, oh, God. I'm not sure if she knew whether to sort of have a bit of a laugh at the imagery or yep. whether she was actually worried about real self-harm, which is not a laughing matter. But uh, oh. on the off chance that that person's the one person left listening to this... Uh, I'm obviously all right, except <laughs> for the whole bleeding head thing. Yeah, I mean, the esophagus would be ruined. Probably permanently. For a, st- for a start. It's been a weird episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, we need to agree on two things. Yes. One is, whoever edits this episode will cut out the part where I just went to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and two is that... We won't make fun of me for just splitting my head open and bleeding all over the place. I want it to be funnier, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) You really hit your head on the corner of the thing. I did. There's a big, there's a piece of flesh on it. Yeah, man. Jesus. That's going to grow into another you and take over. So this is how dedicated we are to the one person left listening. (laughs) Hi, mum. You're talking through a head hole. My head is actually bleeding quite severely. But as Queen would say... Like the band, not the yeah. monarch. I see the a show. little silhouette <laughs> of a man, Scaramouche.